Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and the ticking of the clock in the background uh, indicates the fact that it's just coming up to 7 o'clock on Saturday morning uh, and I've had one of those strange experiences where literally I sat down to do the podcast last night and didn't have a clue what I was going to talk about uh, and that doesn't happen very often um, um, for anybody who's been following my output for a while um, but for whatever reason slept on it everything's coalesced and by now I've got a I've got a plan on the things I want to I want to say uh, nothing nothing different's happened I've only slept but somehow I guess it's the way your brain operates so without any further ado um, we'll have a bit of that twangy guitar and we'll kick off <laughs> The fishing season has started and I managed to get out fishing a couple of times over the weekend and I've started catching fish. Um, so it's warmed up enough um, that the fish uh, are actually uh, wanting to, to feed and uh, had a very good session actually with the kids um, pulling pulling fish out of a local pond um, over the weekend, which is, which is absolutely great. Now what that means is um that s- something else has happened and i've actually uh, i ordered myself a new fishing chair when i say a new fishing chair i've never really had a fishing chair i've kind of had a, uh, a one of those kind of fold up deck chair things you know um out the garage that was old and battered and i've taken that along and uh and i've 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 put a lot of research into a fishing chair which is definitely something I'm finding myself doing as I'm getting older. Um, the amount of research is 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 is, is almost scary actually. But I've I, I finally decided, uh, and it's quite complicated. Fishing chairs are quite complicated because there's this the, there's the newfangled way, which is a thing called matchboxes, which is not really a chair. It's a tackle box on a kind of metal frame. They look quite space-like really actually Uh, and these things are designed to actually go on the bank or in the water Um, and so they they go down quite a distance and it creates like a little sort of station for you like a platform for you to sit on and then what you have is effectively what would have been you know considered an old-fashioned fishing tackle box um, in lightweight plastic that's on this station um and and you know so the idea is you can get to everything the drawers pull out in all different directions and you can you know it's all about workflow if there's such a thing as workflow for fishing which i guess there is it's all about workflow and they are all based around match anglers who have three hours to catch as much as they can and every every second is precious i mean obviously i don't fish like that i go actually with the intention of not much activity at all but for for those people who take it seriously then these things have come along so so there's this newfangledy thing and then there's obviously just a comfortable chair and then there's something in the middle um called an accessory chair which is what I've ordered which which um allows me to essentially put accessories onto it it allows you it's got it's got similar legs to on the platform so it's got adjustable legs in case the banks are, are uneven um so if it's a sloping bank i've got extended extendable legs at the front or vice versa so you can you can you can ensure you're comfortable and then i can put things and actually i did order some accessories i've got a, a little table for one side for the for bait and for a brew and for odd bits and pieces you might need and then i've got a thing on the other side that um, actually acts as a, a, a rod rest 
Um, so it's got an extendable arm, and I, I, you can tell I'm getting quite excited about it, can't you? But um, but yeah, so so I, I, my, my chair arrived, and I haven't used it yet. Um, but it's fantastic. I am so pleased with it. I'm quite giddy with excitement with it. I'm really looking forward to to hopefully being able to get out this weekend to use it. But it it struck me because over the weekend, the other thing we bought, um, very mundanely, was a new um, washing line, uh, one of the retractable ones that goes on the on the side of the wall. But this one's got two lines coming out. So because of where ours is on the wall, we can actually effectively create two washing lines uh, in slightly different directions. One going off at, at sort of a, a, you know, a 45 degree angle and one going off at a 90 degree angle. And I got dead excited about that as well, just because you can dry double the amount of clothes. And it's all in a nice, neat package. And I'll, I'll put a link on. I'll put a link on to, um, to 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 the to the washing line and see if I can't take a photo of the chair. Because, as I say, little things, but really, really, you can tell from my voice these things have they've brought joy. Tuesday, I circled all the way back to the beginning of TFM this morning um, because I had a text message, I had a WhatsApp message, and it was from a, um, a friend who I used to work with at Shaw, and he was sending me details of a job, and he was sending me details of the job that I probably should have got um, about four years ago, um, and the fact that um, somebody else was um, given the job uh, that, that probably I was best suited for at that point in time started the whole process off that ultimately meant that I left the organization and um it's it's not worked out you know well for the person who 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 took that job in fact it's not as much as four years actually ago it's probably more like it's probably not even three but it's not worked out well um for the person who took that job on um I I could sit here you know kind of arrogantly or in a told you so kind of way and said well I never thought it would do because he wasn't the right person uh but but that's you know would be based on a certain amount of bitterness on my part as well so I'm very I'm very careful about using that particular phrase um but it's not worked out well that person's moved on and and the job is 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 now available and and it's weird because it is the job if you if you work on the assumption that that you work your way up a ladder and that's the next stage in your progression and as you work up the ladder there are fewer and fewer people who can do the jobs that are available and and that just was my job that 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 was the one um you know i i know the reasons why it didn't happen um some of them are valid some of them i still don't agree with but it was weird to have that message sent this morning with that full job description and it was interesting when you read the job description not only did it reaffirm to me that that should have been back then that should have been my next step but it also reaffirmed when it was written down because it was never written down before because it was handed to somebody it was a, it was a job that became available internally and a decision was made in between two candidates with no kind of formal interview process um when it was written down as a as a thing people are being asked to apply for it was so evident that it wasn't suited to the person who it was given to and that it was given to that person largely 
because of internal politics and company politics rather than anything else. Um, so it was a slightly sobering um, moment. It was nice to hear from from the person, the, the colleague who sent me it through, um, and we haven't, you know, we haven't um, sort of spoken in a little while. So it was great to hear from him. But it was just, it was just, a, it just took me back. It trans, it transported me back to, you know, to that time, and and to, and I guess to how I felt when I started you know, TFM off, um, in the first place. So, um, it was, it was a little bit of a jolt, um, is, is probably the, the, you know, the best way of putting it. Wednesday. I've kind of stopped enjoying the Sunday paper, not because I don't like the Sunday paper and the whole concept of sitting down for a time through the week to read it, which had become the, the kind of pattern. I'm struggling with everything to do with Ukraine. Um and and I feel it almost feels like a, a a lack of bravery on my part, but I'm 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 finding it difficult to get into the detail of what's going on because it's just so painfully painfully sad on a human level. Um I can take an interest in it on a geopolitical level except I can't because I can't dispassionately um, compartmentalise the politics of the situation versus the human element of the situation. Um, And everything that's coming out is... uh, I mean, look, there isn't a way you fight a war that makes it something that kind of doesn't do this. But we are heading into such dark territory in terms of some of the news that's coming out and the situations that are coming out. Um, I, I mean, not least with our ridiculous, you know, uh, involvement from a refugee level, but just, just the sheer scale of the human tragedy. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to deal with the detail, um, and actually put myself or empath, not empathize as much, but just put myself in that situation. I suppose that is empathizing. Um, because as I say, it's, it's just so, so terribly terribly tragic and of course because it's dominating the news cycle then i'm just finding it hard to to engage with um you know with 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 the paper or with some of the news in quite the the same way it it it, it might have sounded weird to say that i'm you know i'm not brave enough to, to 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 go through it but there is that element of you you should empower yourself with that knowledge to talk out about the things that are clearly wrong um and it's just the level of 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 detail um i've i've had i have it's something i've also i've I've had when 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 you get tragic situations where a, a child is harmed particularly by abusive parents um again i find it very difficult to actually deal with the details of those situations um and 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 often will shy away from those stories because i i i, I literally I, I can't imagine uh the horror in those situations and 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 ukraine is is just exactly the same thing so um i it's difficult to know how 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 other to put it than that really and i i should i should try and actually you know acquaint myself with more of the information because it is it is really really truly important and it needs talking about because the only way we stop things happening is to is to continue to 
to talk about them uh, and to talk about them in in detail without shying away from the subject matter but it is so terribly terribly difficult in this case Thursday it's been a really big political day it's been a big political day because a motion's been passed uh, in the Commons and Boris Johnson will be investigated by the Privileges Committee. Now, this is a big deal because the Privileges Committee is about the most senior of the kind of pseudo-courts within the House of Commons. It's the most serious of the of, of, of the committees, which, which is about the probity of MPs because our entire constitution, because it's not written down... Uh, obviously relies on precedent and the, and it relies on things like the ministerial code it you know the whole the whole idea of our democracy relies on the fact that that the government in power will not abuse its power and the individuals in the government in power won't abuse their power to respect the entire electorate because it's okay if you voted for the government in the house um and 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 they then ride roughshod off a thing over things that's that's your gang that's your team you, you're kind of okay with it but the government should govern for the entire community this sh- and the entire country they shouldn't govern for the people who voted for them so the, the you know the kind of informal checks and balances mean that you behave properly and if you don't behave properly then you put your hand up and you own up to it and you you resign you you know um you walk away because you haven't upheld the standards to which you you should be upholding and it it may sound like you know well it's just not cricket but that's that's there's a reason why we use phrases like that because that's the way it's done in the UK it isn't written down in any other way there aren't amendments or what have you that you break and and, and you're subject to the the punishment of that it's it's based around good chaps doing the right thing and I use the phrase good chaps in the widest possible sense um and of course that's not what's been going on the the run-up to it this week has been really interesting um you know the prime minister appeared before the house to apologize for the the first because I do believe there were more the first of the fines that he's received um in a in a you know a, a sobering debate um on on Tuesday, uh, but then if press reports will be believed, went and addressed the 1922 committee and some other bench groups, and was very ebullient and uh, a, a, you know almost that kind of contrite when he needs to be contrite, but 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 you know with a wink and a smile and his and his fingers crossed behind his back. Um, what that led us to was a very fiery PMQs yesterday, um, which was which was, I mean, from Labour's perspective, was, you know, Starmer was superb. In fact, Starmer's been superb all week. And Labour is really holding the PM to account this week, um, particularly because they they got this, this motion for today um, so they could actually vote on whether the Prime Minister should be investigated by the, the Privileges Committee. And PMQs was, you know, got got pretty feisty yesterday, um, on a on a personal level, because of of claims in various newspapers of things Boris has said, including having a go at the Archbishop um, um, of um, I, do you know what Welby? I don't know if if he's Canterbury or not, but having a go at the Archbishop who who made comments about Rwanda, and and then it it culminates today in in an incredible day where, as of half an hour before the debate started 
on whether the Prime Minister should be investigated, the government was pushing a very hard three-line whip, which basically means that he was telling all of his MPs not only had that, you know, they had to appear and they had to vote down this amendment, uh, which essentially says to the world, nothing to look at here. I can do what I like and I don't, and I shouldn't be investigated. I should not be dealt with by the organisation, you know, within Parliament that is supposed to adjudicate and is supposed to uphold the standards. Um, and that would have been a really bad look for a government that would have learned nothing from the whole Owen Paterson affair. I, I, I wrote to my MP earlier in the week, I've had no reply as yet, asking him what he was going to do today and asking him when he was going to put a letter of no confidence in. And um, and actually, I, what I've been thinking about it now, I'm, that might actually be the show notes for this week. I might just, just put the text of that letter in the show notes for this week. But um, the, in, interestingly, clearly the Conservatives completely misread the mood of, of the party because by the time we got to that debate today, um, they'd, that had been withdrawn. It became a free vote for Conservatives because clearly Conservative backbenchers were not prepared to have on their voting record a vote that says that they you know, opposed this motion, that they didn't want the Prime Minister investigating. And that would have been, particularly with the May elections coming up, but also further down the line in a general election, that is not what you want as a Tory MP defending a seat when you've effectively defended the indefensible in the House, which is what would have happened. So we ended up with a you know a debate today um, with some, some interesting um, interventions from Tory bank benches. Uh, Mark Harper, uh, ex-Chief Whip, had, had very early in the week been very critical. Steve Baker, who very influential backbencher, a member of the ERG, and very, very influential in, in the whole Brexit um, and, and that right-wing side of the party, basically told him that the gig was up and he needed to go and he couldn't find it within himself to forgive the Prime Minister. And then this motion ended up going through without a vote. It went through on something called the nod, which means that not one person in the House opposed the motion. And in opposing the motion, you don't necessarily have to say that when you come to vote, you're not going to vote, you're going to vote against it. But opposing the motion triggers a vote. Um, And if when the Speaker says, all those in favour, everybody says aye and nobody says nay, then there is no vote. It goes through on what's called a nod. So this historic thing that's never happened or certainly not happened in our lifetimes uh, went through on the nod, which is which is damning beyond damning. Uh, now, look, there's still a long way to go. And at the end of the day, the only person who can remove the prime minister is, is Tory backbenchers. But the fact of the matter is it's been a... Well, he, he's, had a, a, he's had a bad week. But B, we are absolutely in unconstitutional territory. But on the back of some of the things I said last week, all the better for it. Because if we're not going to, if if our standards in public life are not going to slide, then to, this week had to happen, and it has happened. And if everything follows and everything that should happen happens, and we prove we have a moral centre and we have some form of spine politically. Um, or the House has some form of spine politically, then there is some hope that we'll have a a, a political system, you know, to uphold in, in the years to come. Friday. I'm going to finish with something really, really weird, or not weird, really mundane, um, but actually possibly quite insightful, I'm not sure. 
I went in the loft last night um, and I got out of the loft. I put in the loft a pool table uh, and I got out of the loft a 2.1 Blu-ray player, a clothes airer and a printer. Um, And the reason why that's in any way, shape or form relevant is because I think the state of your loft is on some indication of where you are in your life. And I think our loft is now pretty much as full as it possibly will get of detritus, of, you know, of flotsam and jetsam, for a better term. Um, Because not only do I keep every box for electrical stuff, so for if we have a printer or if there's a television or whatever, I keep, I've always kept the boxes. Uh, Now that's proved quite handy when I've eBay things because I can always pack things up and make them look like new which is great but I've always kept the boxes don't know why obviously our loft is a ridiculous fire fire hazard if the house went up the loft would go up in a second um but um on top of that there's the collection of everything that's that's come along there's everything there's 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 essentially you know everything from my married life everything from the kids and then everything that that the, the the smaller amount of stuff that came, you know, when you left home. Um, the, the vast majority of it is stuff that's appeared with the kids, if I'm being honest. That's what drives a lot of it. But I went up there and it is, it's, it's bedlam. It's absolute bedlam. Now, it, now, there's a difference between dense and bedlam. And, 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 and that is um, four or five hours to tidy it up. And... You do, you know, I haven't been up to sort the loft out for a while, so that's why it's bedlam. But it wouldn't affect the amount of stuff that's there. So I can make the loft look better, but it would still be densely packed. And I don't know at what point you start to clear your loft out because I, I know that my parents' lofts aren't at the same stage that mine are at. Now, partly that's because in both cases, I said to both my parents, get your loft sorted out, because to be honest, the last thing I want to be doing when you're not here is clearing your house out. And I particularly don't want to be clearing your loft out. So part of it was kind of me going, well, you know, it's your it's your garbage. You get it sorted because, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be dealing with that when you're not around. Um, sounds a bit mercenary, but I'm fine with it. Um, but but also i think you do start maybe to consume less and maybe to thin out more because there's a lot of your consumption that's particular points in your life so i'll give you an example there's three car seats up there okay there's various bits of things there's lots of things that you put children into to sit still in a different point in time whether it be a harness for a high chair or whether it be one of those little bumbo things before you get to a high chair or whether it be a car seat and of course your car seats are all of various sizes so and nobody takes car seats and it seems it seems awful to throw them away so you kind of keep them in that thing of well you maybe one day somebody might want a car seat but of course everybody who has a baby tends to buy new stuff but I'd, anyway so so car seats are an example of the kind of stuff that's up there but then of course you've got books you know what happens with you know you, when you go through kids is that our loft has now got loads of books in it and they should they just need to go and some of this has been kept on the on the premise that at some point we will do a car boot sale. Um, I suppose it, you know, almost the equivalent of a yard sale. And, and, and yet, have I ever got around to doing it? No. But you look at things and go, oh, somebody might, might want that. And then, of course, the, the Yorkshireman in me rises up and goes, 
you know what? I could do a car boot, so I could make a few hundred quid one day. With you know, there's loads of stuff here, and you just never do it. So there's if you if you want if you want to kind of take stock of your life, go and stand in your loft, and just have a look around, and use that to stay to, to as the moment that you take that you take stock because it's quite a good way of getting a real a real idea of, of where your life's at. And whilst I'm saying this, I'm thinking of the fact that I've just also bought a fishing chair I'm really excited with that might end up in the loft one day. So maybe the amount of incoming, you know, gumph isn't slowing down uh, and I'm just deluding myself. Um, starting off from a point where I didn't have a clue last night what I was going to talk about, I've actually done nearly 25 minutes without pausing for breath um everything's been a single has been a single rant i've not i've not had to i've literally hit record for every single section and i've not stopped or paused once so it's amazing what a good night's sleep can do and i'll leave that with you stay safe and i'll speak to you next week if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit This has been an A Short Stories production.